0: Welcome back to the podcast. Joining us today is the multi-talented Deshaun Bedford. You heard mention of him in episode one, uh, but Deshaun shot the film. He helped in so many ways, helped us direct, helped with the color grade that's still going on now. Um, We bonded over a shared love of hoops early on in the production process. He was one of the first people I met and good thing because having him on, having his expertise was so huge to the pilot and we'll get into his background in this episode his love of hoops um, his involvement and much more so without further ado let's get to the pod all right so deshaun bedford welcome to the real rat podcast how you doing i'm doing pretty good man thanks
1: for having me on man it's an honor
0: yeah well i'm pumped to have you i gotta i have to start with a random one uh because every time i have a conversation with you the first thing I know that's coming is always Luke baby what's up <laughs> what's up baby <laughs> so tell me tell me the baby because has that always been the signature line where did you get that from well, you know, my uh, my uncles and everybody, they always
1: used the word baby. Mm. And, you know, it's just cool. You know, I, even when I call them guys or women baby or whatever. Mm-hmm. First thing a guy says is, I've never had another man call me baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad somebody else noticed that. Because yeah. I, I, I like it because it's like when I come to your your office, you always got the R&B going and all that. Mm-hmm. So I figured, okay, he's, you know, he's got the, that's his line. So, yeah. Uh,
1: and it just kind of helps, you know, it's, Set the tone, the rhythm, and the vibe. And, you know, I always just want to make people feel comfortable and stuff. And, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's easy for me to call people baby.
0: I love it. Well, you are you are great at that, and I, I want to get into that at some point because that was one of the things for me that stood out throughout this whole process. It was such a long process, right? But our first meeting, mm-hmm. meeting you, bonding over hoops, yeah. and then talking about the project, and that's why I always wanted to have you involved. <laughs> and then it took many iterations from there, but, you know, we got there six months to a year later so yeah yep. but yeah so today you know I want to get into your background because I think you have a unique story one that's near and dear to my heart okay. the, the athlete to you know creative path that you've yeah. taken and, and you've done a lot in your career Um, so we'll talk some hoops uh, we'll talk about the pilot at the end Sweet. and then uh, give you the little real rat quiz <laughs> we got we got working on here so Let's go back. So, born and raised here or where? Uh, so, I was born in Alameda, California, uh, on
1: my dad's side of the family from West Oakland. Okay. And so, then I was raised out here uh, in Spokane. And, yeah, it's been... You know, I, I like to say uh, Oakland gave me my talent, but Spokane mm-hmm. gave me my smile just because, you know, it's just cool and cool. great people around. And, yeah, this feels good to be in Spokane.
0: Cool. So, when
1: when were you here officially? Uh, I probably... So I lived in Walla Walla when like, I can remember like being like four or five. Okay. And then we moved to Moses Lake and then we moved to Spokane. And I remember coming to Spokane, I'm like, man, this is the city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that was probably like, you know, I probably said like 86, 87 or something like that. Okay, So, so my early years of elementary and everything definitely was at like a, a Grant Roosevelt and then Holmes Elementary over in um well, I, you know, it was called Felony flats, but now they call it mm. like West Central or something like mm. that. But uh, yeah, I just, those are just some of the great cool. times and stuff. So
0: And then you, where do you go to high school? Rogers, was that Yeah.
1: So I yeah. went to North Central for a little bit, but, okay. you know, I definitely was one of those kids that, you know, kind of got in a little bit of trouble <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> but then I ended up going to Rogers and, you know, playing ball for them and everything else. And yeah, just cool. kind of changed things around.
0: And that's what I wanted to ask. So when... When do sports enter the picture? As a kid, are you playing everything? Were you always a basketball guy? What was your... Uh, So my my
1: mom dated a guy named Raleigh, and he actually was like a semi-pro baseball player at one time. Mm. But you know when she started dating him, he would take me outside and we'd play catch with the mitts and then uh, started throwing the football to me, and then we started playing basketball, but he could just see I was just a, a talented person and just an athlete so he just kind of got me into everything but uh when i got that ball in my hand it was a different story that's right (laughs) totally different story so yeah Mm -hmm.
0: okay so you played basketball in high school is that the main sport yeah Yeah. definitely yep
1: And I mean, obviously in elementary, you know, I was playing wall ball, tether ball, right. like whatever you wanted, I was trying to give it to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Foursquare, Oscar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it didn't matter what it was. I was trying to compete and be the best at it. You know what I mean? So okay. at that time it was, I remember doing like uh cross country and so-called whatever track and field. And yeah, just always wanted to compete against the best. And uh, I remember one year there was a kid out, he was like in sixth grade and I was in the fourth grade. And everyone thought he was the best athlete, in which he was a really good athlete. But I took it as a challenge. It's like, no, I can beat him. So I remember we had to run around the school for a mile. So it was like four laps. And he was ahead of me by quite a bit. But eventually I ended up catching up to him. But then he acted like he sprang in his ankle or something. So I don't know <laughs> if he really sprung his ankle or if he knew I was on his heels. And he was just like, he didn't want a fourth grader beating him. Yep, so, right. you know, there's always
0: those things. The old sprain your ankle <laughs> trick. You got to go with that sometimes. So you end up at spokane cc right yep, yep playing hoops yep so what at that point is how does that happen is hoops is that your dream at that point is that are you doing anything to make that happen or how did that all go down uh yeah so i started played at rogers and i think everybody that plays ball has the, the
1: hoop dream of wanting to go to play in the nba or whatever it is or at least make it to the next level so i feel like i did decent at rogers and stuff and then um Coach Sam Brash asked if I want to play at SCC, and that was the only real offer that I got. So I was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, why not?" Mm-hmm. And so that was a really a great experience. So our, our fr- my freshman year at SCC, we won the the NWAX that year and stuff. And cool. we had a, it felt like the Spokane All Star team for some reason because everybody was just you know super talented, great athletes. Um, yeah, I think you could have put anybody on the court, and we would we would have did our thing. Mm-hmm. But it was a it was a crazy. Uh, season because it was like we win a couple of games lose a couple of games win a couple of games and then our starting point guard uh chris allen uh his mom passed away Mm. and so he he left the team for a little bit and so then we kind of just went back on this winning losing streak or whatever and then um he comes back you know the coach is like how do you guys feel about him coming back and we were all like yeah please let him come back you know what i mean he was he was a superstar point guard And so we started winning and stuff. And uh, yeah, so we we started winning and to get into the the playoffs, we had to beat, uh, I think it was Yakima. It was either Yakima or Wenatchee. I think it was more Yakima. So we ended up beating them. And then, um, yeah, we ended up beating them. So we get into the tournament and, you know, it it was just a great experience. But to make a long story short, we had to play. Yeah, so it was Wenatchee. We had to play Wenatchee. And they had beat mm-hmm. us like four times in the regular season. I'm talking about bad. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about highlight dunks, alley-oops. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about just going off on us. So we, we actually make it to a, a championship game. And guess who we we're playing? Menachie. Had- be- <laughs>
0: <laughs> so was fifth time the charm or
1: what? Or what hey, man. We get off the bus. We see two <laughs> limos pull up. I'm thinking like it's the mayor or somebody. (laughs) We're just thinking like, oh, okay. It's it's the championship game. People are showing up. It's Wenatchee. They hop out the limo. I swear, these dudes have white tuxes on, cigars, (laughs) champagne. I'm talking (laughs) about they already felt like they had the game Before the game. Before the game. Wow. And so we all get off the bus, so we're all lined up, right? Limos pass us. We see them getting out the car confident like nobody else could ever think. And so we went in the locker room. Nobody said a word. Oh, it was on. Coach Brash said a <laughs> couple of words. Man, we must have went out there. We were up by like 30. Oh man. <laughs> was- I'm was talking about my boy uh my boy Phil. He must have hit like four and one threes. I'm talking about you could have put anybody in that game and you were scoring. Like it was just, wow. it was just going down. So that definitely was just like a an all-star moment. Like it definitely was like movie worthy of like how that season. Yeah. Happened. That's a it's highlight. Still, yeah. I don't definitely. know that I'll
0: ever hear another story of someone showing up in a limo. to game. <laughs> that. <laughs> that's, I didn't even think that's allowed, but I love that.
1: Well, so then, so, you know, we're all staying in the same hotel or motel or whatever. And we actually talked to him about it and they're like, yeah, coach is like, Oh, we already beat them. Like he's <sighs> already given them bad advice already. Right. Wow. By them showing up like that. Yeah. So he's not even like, you know, so he's he just put him on the wrong path of confidence of just thinking that the game was already won. I mean, but it would be hard for me not to think like that, too, especially if yeah. I, I smashed on you by 20, 30 points right. easily. Wow. You know,
0: so <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so you're there two years or, or just a year? I'm there two years. OK. Yeah. And then when then what's the transition after that? man trying
1: to figure out what i'm gonna do after playing ball and mm-hmm. you know kind of like any other ball player that's just like man what do i do now who am i like mm-hmm. what am i gonna do you know what i mean and so this kind of journey throughout life not really knowing uh, what's gonna happen next but you know i think sometimes when you hang around certain people you know your path is there you just don't know what it is mm-hmm. and so my best friend at the time was definitely into per- he was into cameras so we always kind of played mm-hmm. around with cameras, but I didn't really think of it as being something I was going to do, you know, for a living or whatever. And I didn't realize how much I really loved it until I started really doing it and stuff. So mm-hmm. that's how that all
0: came. That's amazing. That's I'm glad you, you kind of went there already. But I said this last time to Houston and we've talked about it, too. It's that's one of the themes of the pilot. Right. Is mm-hmm. that kind of that idea of every athlete dies twice and how hard that <laughs> transition is. Right. And right. And you know it took me a, the better part of ten plus years yeah. to to find something that I really cared about, so mm-hmm. sounds like that happened fairly quick for you yeah um it it didn't it, didn't. it, it, it okay. definitely took because
1: you know, I'm working odd jobs and yeah you know i I try to start a clothing line um money mm. have been hustling a little bit, but we'll talk about <laughs> that in another situation, but yeah no it it definitely it took some. It took a little bit of time and just, you know, like I said, just hanging around certain people and and, and everything else for me to really find what it was. Mm -hmm. And because of that, but basketball helped me get there, right? So I got into production is because we used to go into this uh, basketball tournament over in Montana. It was called Anaconda or it was over in Anaconda. Mm -hmm. So it was like a money tournament and stuff. And so what happened was I was, you know, we, after each game, we would go to like Subways or something like that. But my shorts had a hole in the pocket so every time i would get some change i would throw the the change in my short pocket and they would get down there most of the time for the most of the games i would take it out but the like one or two games i was just like you know what i'm tired of i'm just gonna leave it in there <laughs> so as i'm running up and down the court people are like man what is is that you with all that money in your pocket or whatever <laughs> and so this guy comes down and he's like man he's like that was pretty cool man you should uh you should do something with that Mm. I thought about it. So the whole ride home, I was thinking like, man, what would I call it? And dimers, throwing them, not dropping them.
0: Mm-hmm. Came to mind. <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> it, 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 even though it had two meanings to it, right? Throwing dimes, right, helping right. people out, you know, playing with your friends and everything else. And then there was just the whole street side of things of like, you know, if something happens, you know, don't say nothing. Mm. <laughs> so right. there was that. And then... uh my best friend was like, "Hey man, we should we should start making commercials for it." And so he's like, "Uh I found this camera online for like 2500 bucks. It was a, a Canon Canon XL1." Mm. And anybody that knows about that camera, they're like, "Man, that camera was the dopest camera mm. during that era and stuff." And so I started making uh little commercials and then all of a sudden people started asking me to make music videos. Mm. And I was just like, "Yeah, this is it. This is what I want to do." And wow. so uh I, got, I remember when we got our first, first real job, it was for about $20,000, and I had never made that wow. much legit money, and after that, I was like, I'm in. I'm in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, random tidbit, one HoopFest year, mine, our team name was called Droppin' Dimes, <laughs> and it got flagged by HoopFest. It did? I believe. I, I don't remember. It was probably literally over 10 years ago, but that reminded me of that when you just said that, because... They were like, "Okay, we need to verify like what exactly you're you're talking about here." <laughs> but that's funny. It can go both ways, right? Right. <laughs> um, well, yeah. That' so because I heard. I mean, we've talked on the phone. You told me you had like a seven year period of time where, in your mind, you were you were testing it out almost as like you wanted to see if you still want to do this. Yeah, I definitely would say.
1: The first five years was just to see if I if I really wanted to do it. So I think I, I like to call it um, self motivation. So I'm on YouTube every day, just looking up gear, daydreaming, trying to find people that have been in the game longer than me, maybe that have ten thousand hours, trying to help cut down my ten thousand hours, begin around someone that's smarter than me, mm-hmm. but just so thirsty to to wanted to see if I wanted to do it. And each step and each turn and everything else, it, I kept proving to myself like, yes, this is what I wanted to do. And then just, I just loved the, uh, you know, making people look good, putting smiles on their faces and just, you know, I loved, um, networking, you know what I mean? I just, I just loved everything about production. And then what I realized was, um, it was like probably like the next closest thing for me that felt like a team effort mm. from playing ball. You yeah. know what I mean? Cause I, I, that's the thing I love about ball is the team effort, right? Mm-hmm. Working together, um, getting the person who has a hot hand and, you know, just, you know, trying to conquer whatever it is we're trying to conquer as a team and stuff. So that's what I felt production was. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah. I completely agree with that. What, so when do you get to CMTV? Cause that's where you were when I met you first. Yeah. It was like 2012, January, okay. January. It was 2012, January 2nd. And, and you had quite a few different roles there or how did that? Yeah. So, um i remember so i remember back in
1: 2008 i had did a a music video called uh certified and um before before seeing me had it it was at the comcast uh building for it so it was just you know uh public access and so the i went to take the video down there and they told me that community-minded enterprises had it or had it And so I took the video there and they were just kind of like blown away by it and everything else. And they asked if I wanted to, you know, uh, do some contract work with them. So we did a couple of videos and commercials for them and stuff. And then about a year passes. um, I was with this guy named Cole and uh, they actually ended up hiring him. And I was hot. I was Mm. so mad because I I showed him how Mm. to edit Mm. and, you know, do all that (laughs) stuff. (laughs) But I remember one day I went to... Go up there and do something because we were doing this thing called Tour Stop. And I remember pushing the button, and this voice came to me and said, One day you're going to work here. And when you do, it's going to be perfect timing. Oh, wow. And I was like, Okay, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just I brushed it off. About six, seven months later, I get the call. Wow. Would you want to work at CMTV as the programmer? And they had called somebody else, but the person shot it down. Like he was mm-hmm. just like, I don't want to program, put stuff on the TV station. But myself personally, I was like, I just got to get my foot in the door. Once I got my foot in the door, then that's when everything just started opening up like a flower and stuff that got sunlight. So I just took it all in. That's where I was able to touch on a a lot of equipment. That's when I started meeting people in the production world and networking and, you know, just really understanding what opportunities and and things that could happen if I really just honed in my skills and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So,
0: yeah. And all the while you are... You're editing you're shooting stuff, you're yeah. probably helping produce stuff yep, you're, yep, so you're learning everything basically, yep okay, everything. and then about what a year or so ago, you and your business partner Mike yep. Bethley right start b and b video yeah yep, b and b pro video yep, okay, and now, what do you guys specialize in because you do a little of everything I know personally, but yeah
1: um It's really hard to say specialized just because both of our come up was really on this. Another side note, like me and Mike, we've been working together for like the last 17 years Mm -hmm. doing production. But, you know, he he worked at a couple of news stations and then worked at WSU. And then we were just kind of doing a little bit of everything. So I think because of our journey, we got to touch on a lot. So, you know, from doing live productions to music videos to short films, future films, PSAs. You know, even weddings. You know what I mean. Like, you know, we prefer not to do weddings. Not to say we (laughs) wouldn't do them, but you know, I think you learn something from everything that when it comes to doing that. So I think we were blessed and lucky enough to to build to learn a little bit about everything when it comes to doing production. So Mm. yeah,
0: okay. Well, because this is the real rap podcast, we got to talk hoops, of of course. So over this whole period of time. What's your involvement with hoops? I imagine you're still playing all the time. You're, what's your what's kind of your regimen? And I'm sure it's gone up and down, but
1: yeah, I mean, that's all I used to do. I mean, if it wasn't playing ball, I would I definitely wouldn't probably be here talking to you. It kind of kind of kept me out of trouble, and it was a great way to meet everybody. And you know, you know how it goes when you're when you're a ball player in the town, and you're decent enough, you know, they're gonna talk about you actually to be on teams and everything mm-hmm. else, but. Uh, it was definitely just playing ball and trying to be competitive. And, you know, who Fest is definitely like the place to shine. And that's how you go to try to, you know, show people you're one of the best in the town. Uh, you know, I've never won who Fest, but they know when I step on the court, they know what's going to mm-hmm. happen. They know it's going to be a competitive game. And it doesn't matter who I have on my team. They can be decent or whatever. But um, my goal is always to make everyone better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, try to be that uh, that spark or that dynamite to to keep the games going.
0: You know now, what I mean? did you I, I feel like you said this on set and maybe I'm misremembering, but you said you busted out like a roll on the ground, move <laughs> and hoop fast. You Tell me that story because yeah. I got to hear this. This is like we're talking like the NBA street video game. Like, Well, you, well, you know, especially, you know, obviously
1: when an1 one first came out, yeah. like that was it. Like, yeah. everybody was on that. Like, like you had watch those highlight tapes before you would go play ball, and then the music, and then everything. So, you know, once again, HooFest is, is that stage, <sighs> and right. I'm on center court. <laughs> and so I remembered, like, man, I'm finna do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, finna, I'm finna pull out this move. Hopefully I do it right, and I don't make myself look dumb or whatever, but... I pulled it out, do bit for it. Like, I'm like, man, you must never seen these videos or something. But he sure went for it, crossed them over after I got up off the ground, finished the layup, and the crowd just went
0: wild. Wow. I was about to say, that, yeah. had, that had to get some ooze and awe, Oh, so yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely get a couple when I'm on the center court, for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So are you because I, I wanted to talk to you about the love league but what were you playing in any leagues too around town and stuff like that i'm not really?
1: yeah no i mean once again i mean back in our days that's what it all was playing in leagues, you know yeah. the county leagues and stuff like that and just you know coming with your group of guy you know uh, uh bring your five to hoop to survive like that's mm. you know that was really the claim to fame you know what i mean especially before we became you know older adults and everything else like we just play ball all day every day you know Mm -hmm. i mean we were just thought that's what it was like go play ball you know what i mean especially if you're stressed out because um you didn't get the job you were looking for or whatever Mm -hmm. it was like man well let me go take this pill which is you know grab this orange pill this basketball and just go sweat it out and get out here on the court with my friends and stuff and get my mind off of it and you know get a workout in and this is go play you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so when i'm getting this reborn i'm yelling it's not really because i'm getting the board is because I'm letting out frustration mm. and it's the only place I can yell without looking crazy. Mm. You
0: know? <laughs> you that's know I mean? right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Bring your five hoop to survive. Is that, that's all I've never heard that. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so yeah, I wanted to ask you about the love league because we talked about it with Houston, right? The, yeah. That was the inception of two scoops. And yeah, I, yeah. I believe you gave him that nickname. <laughs> and
2: yeah. I,
0: I went back and watched, there was like an, an article that had like an all-star game or something mm-hmm. that you guys did. And mm-hmm. I was just dying laughing at at <laughs> the commentary you and Mike were given, but how did, what was your involvement in that? You know, I, I, in the article I read, you know, you, Mike, Seneca, Smith, jazz, Luton, mm-hmm. that right. Yeah. Um, and maybe some others were involved as well, but I thought there was a really cool story in that as well, where, Someone got like a scholarship out of the video coverage you guys did for that and everything?
1: Yeah. um, You know, the whole thing was, you know, we had access to the equipment and the gear. And so we always wanted to give people the opportunity, especially like if you have kids, right? Cause like if you're, if your kids are like my kids, if I try to tell them like a hoop story or something, they're like, yeah, right. Dad, it didn't go down like that. Hmm. Or sure. It happened, dad. You know, you weren't doing, I am like, no, I really was doing this. (laughs) (laughs) I was out rebounding guys that were six, eight, no problem. You know what I mean? Uh, so we did that, you know, just for the community and, and bring people back. And, you know, that was one thing that we all loved was playing in rec leagues when we, we wish we had, you know, footage of us playing. And so we're like, well, man, we have, you know, we have the production comp or the production gear and everything. Why not? You know, mm-hmm. so when we did it and it was really fun, you know what I mean? And so well, most of those guys definitely were taking that footage and sending it to, you know, junior colleges or community colleges and stuff. And so we definitely had a, a coach or two call us and ask, you know, making sure that they weren't getting paid so they didn't get in trouble for putting them on the team and mm-hmm. stuff. But yeah, that's I mean, that's exactly what we wanted people to do was to have fun with it. And I think I think me and Mike's um favorite thing about it was really just sitting there giving people nicknames mm-hmm. and just talking and just having things to talk about and do, right? You know, yeah. so it was it was great. And we definitely had a couple of guys come up to us and say, Man, Sundays are my favorite day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well the, I know Houston, I mean, he he still talks about it. He loves that. Oh, that's so, so cool. Hopefully, man. yeah, hopefully, Maybe we can get it going back again someday or something.
1: Well, the funny thing is, we didn't know that he was Stockton's son. (laughs) No, we hear the name Stockton, but we're not really putting anything together because we don't really know. Like a lot of Stocktons. Yeah, there's a lot of Stockton in town, right? And he just kept doing this one little move, this you know, this underhand layup on everybody. And I looked at Mike. Mike looked at me and was like two scoops
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's out here serving them and stuff yeah. man so this, this is cool and some some of the nicknames names stayed and stuck with people and, and everything else so
0: that's cool well all right so i want to i want to transition now a bit to the pilot and and in doing that i'm gonna we're gonna try something out here with okay. the clip that i gave you a little pre-warning about but <laughs> we're gonna play a little snippet from an interview and uh Really, I want you to hear it because when I heard this, going through the process for me, you know, The Real Rat was really the first mm-hmm. big production I'd ever really done, you know, still right. independent, not huge. But um, this is a clip of Conor McGregor talking about his first time doing a movie. And I, I felt like, oh, I got to I got to have Deshaun <laughs> hear this. So Brendan, I'll have you fire that up for us here.
2: Getting a taste of that world. Did it make you think, all right, maybe I could do more of this? Oh, gee, uh, it was tough, Ariel. It was very, very tough. Very long days. What, I, what it actually done for me, which I'm happy with, is it made me feel like everything else was easy. Hmm. See, that right now what I'm doing, I'm doing a lot of work going around. And the Ultimate Fighter is a lot of work. But compar- all, even camp, training camp and all the rest of it, all of that pales in comparison to the work uh that it takes to make a movie and that, that, that took me back to be honest because i was i was not anticipating the amount of work it would take you know it's active a year there's full fight scenes and you're, you know i'm doing the stunts i'm jumping through the air i'm throwing guys over bars and i'm smashing glass bottles and you know i don't want to give away too much but we do sure. some magic on the stuff and i'm in this there's one in the ocean everything the whole ship i jumping off speedboats and it was, it, was, it was a crazy one. And then you're doing this for 15, 16 hours a day. And then you go home and it's like, okay, you're up in four hours or five fucking hours. I'm saying, I'm not even getting home. What do you mean? I need fucking rest.
0: <laughs> so that, uh, that, I just thought that was so perfect because when I think about the three days of production we have, you've been on a lot more sets than me, so I yeah. know you can relate to this. <laughs> but I think about how tired I was, mm-hmm. how just hectic the set was how the pace the sleep you know i Mm -hmm. i was sleeping maybe four or five hours exactly like he's saying we're getting up at six in the morning we're ending at eight or nine at night and then i'm doing stuff after that to get ready but when i think about that i i'll never forget your work ethic on set and just seeing you wear that 40 pound steady cam rig or whatever, <laughs> how much that thing weighs and Mikey wheeling you around in the mm-hmm. gym or when we're on the bridge and it's raining on us and, <laughs> and I'm just, yeah, I, I have to get your thoughts when you hear that clip and, and then, you know, what, what some of your memories were from set, if you can think back on that. Well,
1: I think, uh, just listening to that and everything else, um, I think because, you know, once again, it's all about work ethic And I think playing sports, playing basketball, wall sets, suicides, defense, transit, you know, this, all of that. Right. And then I get there on set, you know, all this time later from after really being done playing ball and stuff it's just like, oh, yeah, this is this is right. This fits what I do. Right. Like I I love the work. I love the work ethic. I love being strong. I love, you know, I can go I can keep going. I can keep going. You know what I mean? And being an athlete, I think, really helps do that. And then when you get an athlete, with somebody that might be a film buff and everything else, I think you get a a really good dynamic of, you know, creativity, um, being athletic and just really pulling off certain type of camera moves or whatever it may be and stuff. And so, uh, yeah, once again, I think because of ball and playing and just being strong and just working hard, like it really does come from the court and then into the real world. And so when Mm -hmm. they say ball is more than or ball is life, it's, it's really the truth. Like mm-hmm. that's why I want my kids to play ball or play any sports. Yeah. Cause you take something from that work and like there's many times, how many times do you feel like I want to quit, but then you don't want to quit because you want to outshine this person or you want to D this person up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or I'm down by 30 points. Oh, you think this game is over? No, this game ain't over. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking for, I'm just looking for extra motivation. And then I get it because someone starts talking or you, you bring your girlfriend or your family mm. and they start laughing and they're acting like the game is over, like I'm the wrong person to do that with. Mm. Because now you just woke up a sleeping giant. And I'm not going to say I'm going to score the whole 30 points, but I'm going to get my team super active yep. and they're going to go off of what I'm doing.
0: It's like that MJ meme, and then I took that personally. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love that meme because that's it's, that's true for any athlete, really. Everybody yeah. has that, but it's it's unique, I think, and that that's why – i've said in the beginning i I can relate a lot i think to your story because you know there's not that many athletes that are doing this kind of stuff right? right like film stuff and camera stuff now that's not to say that that won't continue to happen more and more and hopefully we can help do that and that was always some of the my idea with this project but you know i the athleticism, the, the work at, I mean, it's a very workmanlike job, yes. right? You show up, it's very, it's blue collar, you're working 16 hours, like mm-hmm, you said. Mm-hmm. And I think back to you, you know, we'd shoot, we didn't shoot a million takes, but we would shoot one or two and you'd say, no, you know, I can do that one better. You know, let me, let me go, <laughs> let me get that one again. usually it's the actors maybe saying that or somebody else, but you're saying, no, let me, I can get that, frame exactly. that one up better. I, I, can, I, can,
1: I can do that a little better. <laughs> yeah. Well, production, you know, first thing I always say, production is problem solving, right? It's long division math. You know what I mean? Sometimes you try to get there uh, sooner and then faster or whatever. And then it's also like, a, you know, uh, like managing men are, men are moving, right? Because like you're, you're moving stuff all the time, right? It's like you're packing stuff up in the truck to unpack the truck and then do it again and move a light and stuff like that. So yeah, it's like miniature moving, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, and that just takes, you know, just that extra hustle to want to do it. Cause you know, even when my friend calls me like, Hey man, you want to help me move? I'm like, Oh my God. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'll be there.
1: (laughs) Well, the,
0: and the problem solving bit, I brought this up with Houston last time, but I know one of your favorite shots in the film is the one where we, we shoot down through the net and I kind of spoiled this last time, but you know, and, and, we were talking about it on set, like, oh, how how can we get this? Like, mm-hmm. do we have to get you up there to like go down to the hoop or whatever? And I don't know, I don't remember who said it, but someone was like, why don't we just put a net on the camera? Right. And we said, well, we don't, just, we don't have a net, you know? And then Houston was like, oh, I'll just go grab one. Grab one, you you put that <laughs> thing on there. And then that's a great shot, right?
1: Yeah. So. And uh, And that didn't even come from me. That just came from, once again, working with a team of people and they, you know, have, you know, the same type of creativity as you do. And they're just, you know, cause I'm thinking like, Oh man, we could do this, but I don't want to work the crew too hard or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then somebody was like, Oh no, we'll just raise the tripod as high as we can and everything else. And once again, that's just how it typically works out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you have a, a, a great team of people and you let you trust in them and you let them do their job without trying to micromanage everything and stuff like that, you know? Um, and to me, that's usually some of the best shots. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Anna Johnson, my my first, I like to call her my, hey, my first AC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We should
0: give Anna a shout out too, because she was on yeah. this crew. Yeah. Everybody from yeah. Mikey
1: to uh, uh, Jerry. Jerry and, and, and Rick and Rick. Everyone. Yeah. Everybody that was on there and Jeremy. Jeremy, Jeremy Rogers and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, you know, I, I love working with them and stuff. And, when we do get together, we have a you know a positive uh, outcome on on right. a lot of stuff, right? So
0: now the basketball part of it. So I think you said this is the first basketball narrative mm-hmm. you've worked on. You've probably done some docs, and oh, I know you have done documentaries, yeah, and, yeah, things mm-hmm. like that. But and and when so when we go, I go back, we we meet, we're kind of talking through all this. I remember we kind of bond over hoops and all this stuff. But I one of my favorite memories, and I wanted to get your feedback on this, is. I think it was the second day on set. That's when we shot the basketball stuff. (laughs) And and to this point, you know, you didn't never see me play, or we'd never played together, or anything. You didn't know really anything about me. I I was gonna be able to tell a lot about (laughs) you by your jumper. Like I
1: I tell everybody, like, me see your jumper first, because you know a lot of people play claim that they play ball, but once they see their jumper, I'm like, yeah kind of play you know he likes to get out here but you know your jumper was nice well and
0: that's exactly where i was going with this so we're we're, i remember it's like the end of this like long sequence we're shooting i'm exhausted i remember my legs are just dead (laughs) so i'm trying to just hold it together to even look like i can play at this point because we've been on our feet for (laughs) three days straight or whatever but i remember we we shoot that sequence where you're kind of like back under the hoop Looking out towards the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we did like a section of like four or five in a row. I think I bricked the first one and then <laughs> made like four or five in a row. And I remember it just goes, it's like completely silent. We like call cut, and then you're just like, well, all right. And I was just like, <laughs> all right. And that that kind of that was a fun moment for me because I'm like, okay, I think I think now you know we can do this and yeah, then we can go forward from here. You know.
1: Well. And then another thing, too, I think uh, you remember, you know, there there was that one section where we were just trying to make it look like, you know, you're just in the gym playing around having fun. Right. Because a real Mm -hmm. rat likes to shoot half court shots and, you know, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that first half court shot you shot went in that was like
0: <laughs> that never to be repeated again because then the next hundred that we did or whatever like yeah. other ones i didn't make anything but well you had to brick a couple to yeah. make it look like yeah. that but that very first shot
1: that actually really went in so i definitely like when people look at it, i'm like oh yeah he made that for the first
0: time he shot it <laughs> well i appreciate that that's i'm gonna reference you for that yeah all right well we could talk about this all day but let's let's give you the quiz the real rat quiz and then and then we'll wrap this up. So this is these are meant to be quick hitters, so okay. whatever comes to mind. But um, first one, what's one line or phrase from a coach that you still remember? One line or a phrase. <laughs> and if you want an alternative, tell me. <laughs> I think one of the things is is
1: Deshaun, if you wanna if we wanna win this game, you need to D him up. Mm. And I think that's probably easy. you were
0: kind of the guy that yeah you were getting the you were getting an assignment yeah
1: I mean I was that type of guy if you scored thirty last week on this other team you're only you're you're only scoring five to ten today mm-hmm. like that was that was it for me okay
0: I see that for you uh, worst hoops injury lucky for
1: me it was just always the ankle just mm. ankle sprain I never had any real surgeries or anything and I was thinking about that the other day it's like man I'm so lucky and so blessed.
0: Mm. You just had something, right? The
1: yeah, so but that wasn't from playing ball or no, anything. But just yeah. but other than that, but yeah, just really,
0: yeah, just blessed to only have just mm. that's ankle why, rolls. that's why you're still lugging the steady cam yeah. camera <laughs> <'cause it's, laughs> used to, I'll never forget that you just just going down, getting every situation, sitting Damn. crawling, doing whatever. <laughs> um All right, well, how about most embarrassing hoops moment or one of? Not nobody likes to admit this one. It took Houston a while to. Uh, you know,
1: I probably would say obviously airballing, but tripping over the three point line. Mm. One time, just running down, just
0: tripping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. The the phantom, the phantom. Yeah, yeah. Trip. Like yep. I first
1: one. Put their hand out here and tripped me. I'm <laughs> looking around, like who tripped me? You know what I mean? So,
0: uh, yeah. Okay, that's a good one. All right, this I, I think I know what you'll say for this one because this was part of our first meeting. But how about favorite basketball movie? White man can't jump. Yeah. And, and, and why though? What's because it... Yeah. Well, I remember sneaking into the Fox Theater
1: when there was a movie theater and just seeing, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh Woody Harrison and uh I can't I can't I believe Wesley Snipes. Wesley yeah. Snipes seeing a black man and a white guy out here having fun, talking shit, and it just brought everything to life. Cause that's to me that's what ball is all about. You know, coming out there with a your friends, doing some stuff, creating highlights and, you know, trying to conquer the world and stuff. So I will
0: always say that's the best basketball movies, hand Mm. down. It's a good one. All right, lastly, who's the first person in in Spokane, or it could be beyond, but in Spokane that comes to mind when you think of the ultimate real rap? And and (laughs) Shan Furch is out because he was mentioned last time, so you can't say him. (laughs) So
1: back in my days, I probably had to say... It was Bobby Jack, and I think right about now is probably Dominique McLennan, I think if I'm saying his last name. Um, I mean, his story is just amazing, too. Maybe one day you should get him on here and stuff, but, you know, at one time, I think Dominique was, like, 300-plus pounds. Wow. And so now he's probably, like, around, like, 2, maybe 2'10", but he's just always, always in the gym. Mm and you know he actually got his first hoofest championship last year and stuff and just to see him win it obviously I don't like seeing anybody win championships <laughs> over me but it definitely was like okay man you know he he really did deserve that because he put the work the time the energy in changed his whole eating habits and mm. you know he's just that guy that's really out there representing for a real gym rats and stuff and he's you know he's he's doing his thing so well, you know, yeah anyways, we'll definitely on.
0: have to I'll have to get his info mm-hmm. next time and mention, and, and before we wrap this, mention a little bit about the Bobby Jacks. You've been working on a documentary with that for a while, right?
1: Yeah, I've, I've always wanted to do a documentary on Bobby Jack. Um, just from the first time seeing him, the first time I heard about him. Like, I actually heard about him before I actually seen him. But, you know, just watching this man put in work and doing the things that he was doing and how he was shooting. And then more than anything, just how he looked at the game like he made anybody and everybody better on the court like the guys that you don't want to play with he wants to play with those guys mm. and so i remember the first day they asked me did i want to play when i was a youngster and they were like well you ready to play young man i was like yeah he's like All right you can't shoot the ball and no turnovers but if you get a steal or a rebound you can do whatever you want with it I was out there guarding everybody. <laughs> oh man, that's and
0: you listen—that's the that's the and, important thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, it was watching him, and it's how he made everybody around him better. Like this whole stuff with everybody jumping on superstar teams. Like I never wanted to do that. Mm. I always wanted to be the underdog team. I love playing with people that, once again, that nobody else wants to play with because I get to step up and be a leader. I get to help them, you know, be a better ball player, and you know, just. The whole thing of like what are they doing you know what mm-hmm. i mean and so just you know I'm, of course i want to win but that at the same time i love being competitive you know what i mean and even if i lose the game you know i technically won to myself because like man you were supposed to smash on us but mm-hmm. you only beat us by one point that's right you know so no
0: limos around here no limo game. i wish you would pull up in.
1: i wish somebody will pull up as, <laughs> as a matter of fact don't even step on the court smiling too hard because i i'm like man i heard you were talking about my mama even though i know you wasn't talking about my mama
0: <laughs> All right, well, that uh, that wraps it up. Deshaun, appreciate you. You know that. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I have to give you a shout-out. You know, ultimately, I, I couldn't be more grateful we had you on set. Everything yes. you brought to it, behind the camera, helping mm-hmm. direct it, finishing it now, with, helping me with the color grade. Yeah. You know, we're lucky to have you, and I, and I really appreciate you. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you got the last word, so without giving too much away, why, why should people check out Real Rap? Man, I think... Um it's so cool that you know just to give
1: local legends or local ball players the opportunity to talk about you know hoops here in the town and stuff. And I love what Hoop Town USA is trying to do, and this is what everyone's trying to do in the basketball community and stuff. And I really think Spokane is a basketball community. I think there's so many people that play it, so many kids that play it, so many um, parents that want their kids to play and stuff. And so just actually have a place to actually just talk about what's going on in the in the in the, in the town when it comes to playing ball. Um, the only thing I wish more was that, you know, when I was coming up, you would go to a park and there always be people out there playing. Mm. It sucks that it kind of died off. Um, hopefully, people start picking it back up. Hopefully, the courts downtown start picking back up and mm-hmm. everything else. But I think to me, that's more important than AAU basketball. Because mm. the only reason why I was good is because I was going out there playing with the adults at a young age and they were showing me how to play the game the right way it mm-hmm. wasn't just come down one dribble shoot it was like no we're going to move this ball around because you know when you play with older guys they don't have the same juice that you have so they're going to slow it down they're going to you know set a mm-hmm. little more screens and do just the basic pick and rolls and everything else but i think um that's something that we we need to get back to and that's just more street ball and just going out there and, and for the 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 older guys to come back out and play more mm-hmm. you know what i mean you don't got to do too much and obviously being an adult and stuff, you don't want to get out there and get hurt because, you know, you got to go to work the next day and stuff. But yep. this, just having that is something that is really missed around town and stuff. And I think that will help change the game back to uh, what it should be. And it's a little more physical and just a little, you know, higher IQ basketball and stuff. Yep. Right. So, yeah.
0: Well, well said. That's a good way to wrap it up. Um, Deshaun, I'll be seeing a lot of you here soon. <laughs> <laughs> you know that. and. Yes, yes. Yeah, thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back soon with more updates. Talking hoops. Uh, we got more updates to come. You know, by the time a lot of these podcasts come out, you know, we might have these announcements already in place. But um, event and premiere and so much uh, promotion in the next few months are going to be, you know, right around the corner. So we'll uh, we'll be excited to share that.
1: Yeah, look, baby, keep doing your thing.
0: Appreciate you. All right. We're out.